Welcome back to Plastic Surgery Decoded, the podcast where we demystify plastic surgery and unpack it into relatable concepts. I'm your host, Dr. Regina Newham. In season one, we explored many cosmetic procedures, injectables, and skincare. Then in season two, we discussed reconstructive plastic surgery, including a few episodes on hand surgery. If you're interested in hearing about any of those topics, please scroll back through the past episodes to find what intrigues you. And now, in this third season, we are tackling general questions which people have about plastic surgery. So today, in this relatively brief episode, I'll give you a brief but interesting history of plastic surgery, the origins of which may be a bit surprising. And we'll talk a little bit about what it takes to become a plastic surgeon. Remember that this podcast reflects my experience and my opinion. It is not intended to give formal medical advice, but instead you can use it to gain insight, even if you're just curious. So settle in for a listen and enjoy. Well, if you were able to listen to the first episode of this podcast, you may recall that the reason this medical domain is called plastic surgery is not because any plastic is involved in procedures, although certainly you can make an argument that silastic implants could sort of fall in that category. But no, here the word plastic is taken from the Greek language, where plastikos loosely means modifying or changing the shape of something. And plastic surgery started out as a predominantly reconstructive field. Yes, historically, the field of plastic surgery was first developed out of necessity, just like many great inventions. There are early descriptions of procedures that could now be considered plastic surgery, dating back to perhaps the first skin graft being done by a surgeon named Sushruta in India around 800 BC. But there is a particularly interesting historical record of a plastic surgical procedure dating to the 1500s and arising out of the need to reconstruct noses that had been cut off from a battle injury or a duel or as a punishment. An Italian surgeon named Gaspari Tagliacozzi described a technique called a delayed flap to reconstruct the nose. Delayed meaning it stays in a transitional period for a while before it's finally settled into its new position. Now if you can picture this, from the patient's upper arm, Taliacozzi surgically elevated or lifted up a rectangle of tissue about the size of a nose and composed of skin and fat. It's called a flap because temporarily one edge of this elevated tissue is left still attached to the arm so the rest of the lifted up tissue would be able to maintain its blood supply. If he detached it completely, it would not survive. By the way, if you want to learn more about flaps and grafts and the creative way plastic surgeons can use them, then check out episode number 24. So then, he raised the patient's arm high enough so it would reach the face, and he stitched the free end of the rectangular flap to the patient's face where the nose would normally be. This flap would eventually heal to the face and over time grow new little arteries and veins for blood supply so it could survive. But that process takes about two to three weeks to occur. So this poor patient had to go around with his arm attached to his face for that period of time. A little awkward, yes, but hey, not having a nose was probably more awkward. After the two to three weeks, the remaining attached edge of the flap could be divided from the arm, freeing the arm, yay, and the flap of tissue that had healed onto the face could be folded and reshaped to resemble a nose. It wasn't the prettiest nose, and today we certainly have better options for nasal reconstruction, such as using tissue from a closer area like the forehead, but it was a start. Post-war injuries were also a great impetus in developing plastic surgical techniques. 
especially during World War I, when more modern explosive weapons were utilized, the blast injuries were devastating. Surgeons had to get more and more creative with reconstruction and wound coverage, particularly of the face, where traumatic deformities of these poor soldiers would so negatively impact their future quality of life. And so in 1924 began the first training program in the U.S. actually dedicated to plastic surgery. Around that time, again, the field of plastic surgery predominantly referred to reconstructive surgery. But in later years, the concept of surgery for cosmetic or aesthetic reasons to just look better started to rise in prevalence. However, initially, cosmetic surgery had a somewhat negative connotation. Procedures for an aesthetic purpose were performed in a more clandestine way, and patients typically were not very vocal about it. More recently, however, cosmetic surgery has become much more accepted in society, and these days actually flaunted. Think of all the TV shows and videos and social media posts centered on cosmetic surgery that have popped up over recent years, and even podcasts. Over time, the realm of plastic surgery has grown to incorporate many subcategories, some of which may surprise you. There are just so many areas of focus now that some plastic surgeons will go on to subspecialize in a particular area after their initial training. As you may surmise, just from scrolling back through the variety of past episodes of Plastic Surgery Decoded, the big umbrella of plastic surgery can include cosmetic or aesthetic surgery, craniofacial surgery, breast reconstruction after cancer, burn reconstruction, skin cancer surgery, wound coverage, hand and microsurgery, and even body reshaping after massive weight loss. The list goes on. Broad is the canvas that a plastic surgeon paints. Well, with all the variety of procedures a plastic surgeon can perform, have you ever wondered what it takes to be a plastic surgeon? Lots of study and dedication, for sure. But isn't that what you want from your surgeon? It's a little more comforting to know that the person you are trusting with your surgical procedure has dedicated a significant portion of their life to be able to provide this service for you and to do it well. For me as an example, after high school, I went to college for four years, then medical school for four years. After that, I did a general surgery residency for four years and a plastic surgery residency for two more years. Then an additional hand and microsurgery fellowship for yet another year. Then I thought I'd better get a job. But seriously, that's 15 years of study and training after high school. It's a lot, but it was worth it because I found it fascinating and it gave me an opportunity to provide my patients the best care I was capable of for years to come. And truly, that isn't even all of it because it takes still a couple of years more to jump through the hoops required to become board certified. That's a rigorous testing process to make sure that training was actually up to the standard considered to be the absolute best for future patient care and outcomes. So, if your plastic surgeon looks a little tired, <laughs> you'll know why. But in my opinion, it's one of the best medical fields out there. If you think about it, it encompasses a vast range of treatments that affect the entire body. And forgive me for revisiting a thought from the first episode of this podcast, but it's essential to understanding the beauty of plastic surgery. The wide scope of plastic surgery allows so much more creativity than other medical fields. Often there is not just one solution for any given problem at hand. Really, it's a beautiful alchemy of art and science. Personally, I can attest that much of the enjoyment of being a plastic surgeon has always been molding a creative solution tailored to each individual patient's needs. 
And I know that virtually every other plastic surgeon carries that very same sentiment. Well, that's our show for today. Hope you enjoyed it and learned something too. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Please share this podcast with someone else who might be interested. And while you're at it, check out the podcast website for related topics to explore. It's www.plasticsurgerydecoded.com. And as always, thank you for listening to Plastic Surgery Decoded.